Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast. I'm Brad Humphrey, your host. Today we're brought to you by 4constructionpros.com and we're sponsored by Caterpillar. I'm joined again today in the second part of a podcast that we call Technology Quick Takes. I'm joined with by Jason Hurtis. Jason is our expert on quarry and aggregate equipment. Lonnie Fritz is joining us with heavy and highway construction equipment. And Scott Hageman covers the great technology equipment. We appreciate all three of you guys being here. We also have a special guest, and, and Chris has joined us on a couple of previous podcasts. His name is Chris Seeger, and Chris is the fleet manager and oversees DOT and compliance issue for a couple of hundred vehicles and, and pieces of equipment for a large contractor called PaveCon that's based in the Dallas, Texas area, and he has about nine locations. Chris, are you still with us? I am. Well, welcome. Uh, we gave Chris Chris, a little bit of insight by listening to the first podcast so he could kind of get his grounding here. But guys, what I'd like to do is to go back and, and let's tackle uh, the same pieces of equipment that you guys addressed. And if we can, Scott, I'll start with you again uh, on the excavator, perhaps go down a little bit deeper. But here's how I'd like to capture it, because the four of us know we could get lost in this for the next three or four hours. We can't do that. So what I'd like for us to do, if you could, is maybe look at it a little bit more at how a contractor might want to look at that, and then maybe even get Chris into this conversation by maybe even asking him a few questions that might be able to bring us a little bit more color to the topic. Scott, why don't you kick us off? Okay, thanks. What we try to do is we try to be consultants for our customers. We have a lot of different options for them to purchase, but we need to know what they're going to be doing before we suggest what options we have. So in a typical scenario, I'd come to Chris and we'd sit down and he'd explain to me that he wants to buy an excavator. And I would start off on the size, start off on the horsepower, things of that sort. And then when we dive down to this technology realm, I'd be asking him more about his application. So Chris, what would be a typical application that you would get a, a medium-sized excavator on your site and be doing? Yeah, in our Northwest Arkansas division, we have a couple excavators. We actually currently rent some cat units right now. Um, we do a lot of dirt work and utility work up there. So that would definitely be something we need an excavator for. Okay. So Chris enlightens me that it might be something that grade control would fit his bill there. So then I would ask, you know, is it a 3D design or is it just putting some pipe in the ground where we're putting a, a gas line, a big gas main, and we're going for miles upon miles upon miles and we just need some slope to it? or we just need to be three or four foot deep below the, the surface? Or, you, Chris, are you guys actually putting in pipe and infrastructure, water lines, sewer lines, big mains, tees, things of that sort? What type of pipe are you putting in the ground? Yeah, we're doing exactly that. We're, uh, help, we build out uh, some subdivisions, so we're putting all the utilities in for a subdivision. So we would need some 3D controls. Okay, so yes, definitely some 3D controls based on the... the applications you're doing, you're not just putting one single pipe in the ground, you're tying in some other locations. So 3D would definitely be something I'd suggest. And then I would ask, in the subdivision work, since you mentioned it's a subdivision, are you hauling the excess material off-site or are you keeping that material in-site and spreading it elsewhere? Well, we do a little bit of both, but we definitely mainly haul off-site. 
Okay. So uh, another option I could uh, offer you would be the payload solution on an excavator. You know, that payload solution that's going to tell you how much materials in each bucket, which is a good thing, but the big thing is how much material is going in that truck that's going to be leaving the property. So that way we don't have to guess on that weight. And unfortunately, some customers do go heavy until they get caught and get a nice ticket. And after they get that ticket, then they go short for a long time because they remember how much that ticket cost them. Well, this payload technology is going to allow you to know exactly what you have on that piece of a truck that's leaving the property. And not only do we know we're not overloaded, the scale personnel that might stop us and, and chat with us, they realize that we're actually loading with a scaled excavator. So they have more faith in us not overloading because they know we have some technology on our machine that if we are using is going to keep us on that weight range that we want to have there. Hey, Scott, let me, let me interrupt you for just a moment. And, and let me ask maybe a real elementary question. Is this something that a contractor like Chris, is this something they can now monitor off the job site to make sure that they're staying on top of what's going on out there at the job site? Yeah, there's two ways to get the data. You know, data is king. All this information on the machine is great, but unless Chris can get it and he doesn't want to have to go out to the machine every night right. and bother somebody and get all that machine data off himself, which he can, he can also send this up to the cloud. And then our vision link solution will make that go up in the cloud and then go to any device that Chris has, whether it's a laptop, whether it's his tablet or his phone, he can see what's going on, how much material is being moved right there in front of him. And then what's the best thing is he's got that information to make decisions for the next day on what needs to happen or what doesn't need to happen based on the progress that was made the day before. That's awesome. Would this be something you see utilized, Chris? Could you see some benefit in some of these offerings that I'm suggesting? Absolutely. I was going to mention that the payload system, to me, being over the fleet and DOT is really important. I'm all too familiar with overweight tickets, and that's something that is more manageable with a bigger machine that has a payload system. Um, for us, generally, it has to do with smaller backhoes or skid steers or things like that, loading uh, dump, loading our dump trucks on, on the job site. Eventually, the, the payload systems, I think, will push their way down to the smaller pieces of equipment. But man, payload is a big one, especially listening to that first podcast. It just makes me think how much we could be utilizing and we should be utilizing it daily. Okay, great to hear. Hey, that's great. It's exactly going in the direction we need to go. Lonnie, let me tee you up here on dozers. Um, why don't you take Chris as a contractor on maybe going a little deeper on what he might be interested in knowing that he might not know right now? Absolutely. You know, the dozer is one of those machines that's uh, first to arrive, last to leave on many jobs. And just hearing, you know, what you shared there, Chris, and in the project that you were talking about with Scott is like many of our machines, we have a lot of product choices. And when we look at the D1 all the way up to the D11 and as consultants, both at the dealership and at uh, Caterpillar here, you know, we ask, what is the task that this machine will complete over its lifetime or the task? So we can, and how much you're trying to get done, what productivity do you need? So we can right size a machine, we can configure the machine properly. And along with that configuration is technology configuration, right? So when we look at the dozer lineup, specifically our next generation dozers that we continue to bring to the market here, there's some great technology features out there to help you guys try to get more done with less input, and therefore at a lower unit cost, creating greater profitability. One of those features that you may be aware of is auto carry. It's one of the first recommendations we always mention is big load slope. 
you know, a lot of folks think and operators think if I have anything in front of that blade and I push as fast as I can, I'm getting more done. And that's actually not the truth. What that is, is that's fuel burning, that's accelerated wear, especially on that undercarriage. So it, it really automates the blade lift functionality. It creates the most consistent blade loads, if you will, to maximize productivity. And along that line is the blade load monitor. And, and what that really does is provides the operator that real-time feedback in how much load is on that blade versus what the machine can actually handle in that given setting and application. So there's a couple features I just wanted to share here with yourself and the audience. And curious if you've heard of these, if you're utilizing these, if you see value in maybe implementing these into your operation. Yeah, I've definitely I've heard of them and I am a little bit familiar with them. It's something that we don't utilize on the dozers. And it's something that I really need to dig into and figure out what the true cost savings is and educate, maybe get Cat out there, educate our operators and see if this is the right tool for us. Sure, sure. Yeah. And, and please know what we're always here to consult and help in any way we can. And I just want to leave with one other technology here that is uh, one of those that's kind of under the radar, if you will. So we always like to pull that curtain back and, and help our customers any way we can. And that is uh, the Cat Gray with 3D automatic ripper control feature. Now we understand not everybody is working in bedrock per se, but for <laughs> those individuals that do have rippers configured on their dozers and do use them, this automates the ripper height. Again, back to undercarriage, getting the greatest traction, i.e. a limiting track slip, creates the most effective ripping techniques out there. Again, it's there's a lot to ripping techniques, but then once you look at it, it really helps you get the most done, whether it's knowing the geology and the direction of the fissures, knowing how to pin that ripper into the material you're ripping so those tracks are pinned to the ground to get the maximum, maximum tractive effort. Again, this all leads to reduced wear, increased fuel efficiency, and maximum productivity. So just another one I wanted to put out there, Chris. I know if you're working in some looser soils, what have you, that's great. We also do recommend you know, ripping in some of those soils. doesn't have to be rock. Anything that makes it easier for that excavation process, again, to reduce wear and increase productivity is obviously a, a quick win for everybody involved. Yeah, no, having this conversation about dozers really gets me thinking. So I, I'm definitely going to dig into this some more. Goes beyond grade control, doesn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, oh, you techies. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of techie, let's go to the next techie. On Jason, give us a little bit deeper dive, a little bit in that wheel loaders. You got Chris here. And again, as a contractor, what might he be interested in maybe to know that he doesn't maybe know right now? Yeah, perfect. Well, a wheel loader, again, isn't as sexy as some of the other products from technology, but they didn't want to be left behind either. So there's been a lot of advancements made, particularly in the area of the payload technology. So you have your basic payload that tells you what the weight is in your bucket. That's what a payload system does. We've enhanced that by going to payload with assist. So much like Scott talked about on the excavators or Lonnie with the dozers, it actually automates the key feature of the wheel loader, and that is setting the tires. So if you watch a wheel loader go into a pile, the very first thing that the operator must do and that we teach is you give a lift command. By giving a lift command, that sets the front tires and allows you to load the bucket faster. If you see a wheel loader going into a pile and the front tires are spinning, that's great for the tire manufacturers because that's more business for them. That's great for the fuel suppliers because it's a lot more fuel. 
but it's not increasing your productivity. So payload with assist gives you the same payload system that you've had in the standard, but it automates the lift command for the operator. We're finding that's a huge benefit for new operators that are, are learning the wheel loader. Lots of things going on. You know, it articulates in the middle, makes your belly feel funny until you get used to it, but it automates the critical function of filling that bucket. The other thing with assist that is available is what's called auto dig. So that will automatically take over the front controls of the wheel loader and fill the bucket for the operator. You can do that off a predefined cycle, or if the operator is good enough, they can dig themselves and record that. So the loader will constantly dig the same way that operator digs throughout the entire day, reducing some fatigue on experienced operators. And even the best wheel loader operator at the end of a nine, 10 hour shift, they're getting a little tired and it's easy for them not to be as fresh and quick on the controls as they were at six o'clock in the morning. And again, for a newer inexperienced operator, they're getting the payload, they're getting the full bucket all the time by using the auto set tires and the auto dig feature. Then if you really want to get wild, you can go to an advanced payload system. And by that you get a dispatch is what we're calling it. So think of a McDonald's menu in the cab. So when a truck comes in, that truck highlights on your screen, tells you the time that the truck entered, tells you what material that truck needs, tells you how much material that truck needs, and most importantly for a yard operation, how long that truck's been waiting. You know, wait time in the yard is critical. The faster you can get those trucks loaded, the faster you can get them out, the faster you can invoice and get money. So by using the dispatch system, it helps you monitor and automate a lot of the yard operations. Again, making the loader operators and the loader machines more efficient, but also increasing your productivity because your yard's more efficient. And as a truck driver, you know, they all got CVs. They're all talking, well, hey, don't go to Jason's place today. He's down a loader and it's taken me two hours to get loaded. Go to Brad's. But having an efficient yard, they'll want to come to you because they'll know that they can get loaded, that you're monitoring them, that they're going to get the right material. They're going to get the right amount of material and they're going to be in and out quicker. The last one I'd like to talk about, and in the first segment, we talked about rear view cameras. You know, it's pretty hard to find a car today without a rear view camera. Construction industry is kind of following suit. Wheel loaders have rear view cameras. You can also get a system that's called Detect. So much like the automotive uh, industry where you have the sensors, as you get close to the parking curb or close to the garage door, it starts to beep, lights up, gives you yellow in color, red in color, really screams at you that you need to stop. The same thing's available now in the wheel loader. So it'll look behind the machine. It'll detect how far away an object is give you color codes, give you audible alarms. It'll start flashing if you get really close. So that's another safety system that shouldn't be overlooked. So again, payload, walking up to payload with assist where it takes some of the features away from the operators, making them more efficient. And then the detect systems, then the dispatch systems. And all of those have instantaneous ROI. As soon as you use them, as soon as you enable them, whatever you pay for that system, you're gonna get back in production, production efficiency and fuel savings. Yeah, Jason, this is something that I've actually been talking to my local cat representative about. We have a concrete batch plant for our public works division. And uh, as we're loading the aggregate into that, this wheel loader's just running around and I see some wheel slip and see some things just like you were talking about. So that's definitely top on our list of things that, that we need to dig into, particularly for that 
wheel loader, and then going to the backup cameras. So that's something that's actually required for all new vehicles, has been for a few years, and I see it getting introduced more and more into equipment, and I think it's something safety is just huge. Now with some GPS, you can get uh, remote backup cameras for your dump trucks. You can get them for over-the-road trucks. I think just being able to see around the machine is huge, really important. That's kind of funny. The newer generation, they don't know how to use mirrors. You know, like like my girls, if you ask them to back up, they look at the dash, you know, they're looking at the camera. They don't even look at the side mirrors. You got the camera, dad, use the camera. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, guys, I want to just take a quick survey if it's all right. This is unusual in the podcast. This is really good. Would it be okay if we might bring a close to this second session? And would I challenge us to go to a third part? Because I'd like for us to have a little bit more discussion with Chris on some of these applications. I think what he just shared with you at the end there, Jason, uh, some of the things he's recognized is really valuable. And I know, Lonnie, you're going to come back with motor graders. Would you guys be open to having a part three? Sure. Definitely. Absolutely. Let me close out. Those of you that are listening, first of all, thank you for being a part of this podcast. I think you can already tell it's pretty valuable information. And if just as a reminder, there was a part one to this, and that's where Lonnie and Jason and Scott gave some over overriding issues, some big issues. I I call it from the 5,000 foot distance there, giving you an opening to some things you might want to be looking at for the different areas of equipment that they were looking. We looked at four. We looked at excavators, dozers, wheel loaders, and motor graders. In the second one that we're just now finishing, we're diving a little bit deeper. We invited and brought in a contractor who is involved in and leads fleet management for a company called PaveCon. His name is Chris Seeger, and he's going to join us again for part three. So if you're listening to this, thank you for listening. For more podcasts from uh, the, the contractor's best friend, go to fourconstructionpros.com. We've got a really nice library of a lot of archived podcasts now that much of it's very valuable for you for learning and training. You might even find us popping up on a few websites around the internet as well. And we've also got some authors, Jason and Lonnie and Scott and myself. We all write articles and you may be able to find some of our articles online. Hey, come back, join us for part three. Thank you for listening. Put this information to work. Thank you and have a great day. Want more tips from Caterpillar experts? Go to cat.com and select the construction industries page. In fact, look for experts tips tech and tools to find out more information.